Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, July 9th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 694, ladies and gentlemen, six episodes away from the big 700 of the Mothership broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one of the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling first off we will have of course our wrestling news and views here segment which will be brought to us by our 2017 hall of fame news tag team king ice represented here tonight by the Iceman jd jared d Girolamo. jd's a 2015 and 17 wws hall of famer and also part of the team that brings you wws raw radio every monday afternoon right here on talkshoe.com and also ladies and gentlemen i have a special note i will mention raw radio will be hitting a milestone of its own in about several weeks when it hits number 200 so ladies and gentlemen the radio network continues to move up in leaps and bounds indeed <clears throat> uh, before we go through our itinerary for not tonight let's welcome jd here as we get set to of course to to, uh, to have a good howling uh well, now that's that's thursday night i'm sorry as we get set for a uh, for a big time uh, <clears throat> cavalcade of of discussion and and uh, big time uh, throwdown, if you will, uh, as we throw the verbal smack down here tonight. Of course, right here on number six ninety four of Revolution JD. Welcome. Actually, it will be, believe it or not, three weeks from next Monday, folks, July 29th, hour, the final Monday of July, just a few weeks shy of SummerSlam, however, we will definitely be hitting the milestone. This will be 198 coming up on Monday, 199 the following week, and then 200 to end July. So three weeks on Monday, we will hit history in itself. Absolutely, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed comes to us tonight from one of our groups here in the WCWS stable of groups, as always, WCWS Fan Empire. If you care to join us there, of course, for our live video feed for Revolution episode 694 tonight, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS appreciation. And I do see one of our own here, one of our own members of the big of the big time panel way too tough to handle is joining us there right now, even as we speak. And as the one of the only Black Widow herself, MLD, Miss Michelle Lynn is now on our live video feed. So we, Michelle, we welcome you, my dear, to number 694 Revolution. Indeed. Thank you very much. <clears throat> uh, of course, here tonight, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> the human suplex machine, John Gross, of course, has not yet arrived here. Um, <clears throat> has has not yet arrived, so I will also be handling your wrestling birthdays here for tonight here as well. And of course, uh, just to let you know about what's all going to be going down here tonight here, ladies and gentlemen, is of course a rundown of what took place. I signed on Monday Night Raw right after our wrestling news and views and also our history and birthdays. And of course, JD will also have his, his verbal smackdown and of course in the form of the infamous uh, award-winning icebreaker and i do say that because it is worthy of a made several major awards ladies and gentlemen yes indeed so uh <laughs> but if you care to listen in on everything we have going on here tonight please also join us on talkshoe.com 
by calling us at 1605-562-0444, caller ID 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here tonight. So in the meantime here, folks, let's go ahead and get, get all fired up here on 694 of Revolution as we get started with our rest of the news and views here segments and here to bring it here to us in, 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 of course, in the only way he knows how to, ladies and gentlemen, uh, representing, of course, our news tag team, King Ice, the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo. J.D., what's going on in the rest of the news scene tonight? It looks like the WWE Network is going from $9.99 a month to $0.99 cents for three months. PW Insider reports that WWE sent out an email today regarding the WWE Network offering three months of the streaming service for only $0.99. Cents. Per the email promotion, fans will get access to the network for Extreme Rules this Sunday, NXT TakeOver Toronto the night before SummerSlam, SummerSlam, and Clash of the Champions in September. The promotion will run through October for their membership service, if you will. Meanwhile, however, in addition to that, folks, however, Wrestling Inc. however, reports that WWE announced that Kofi Kingston would not be, was not in action last night at a house show in Glens Falls, New York, however, mind you, due to an injury. After that, the New Day, Big E, and Xavier Woods beat the Big B team, however, in the opening matchup. It has not yet been confirmed if Kofi Kingston is legitimately injured or not. He did wrestle live events over the weekend in Utica and Binghamton, where he beat Dolph Ziggler. However, he was in attendance at last night's event. Per the report, he did announce comes around the New Day and also tossed pancakes in the crowd. Later on, he signed autographs for fans after the show outside the arena. As a result, however, mind you, however, he did say, however, as of today, however, his injury is now minor and not serious, so it looks like he is still good to go for his match with Samoa Joe this Sunday in Philadelphia, PA, at the Wells Fargo Center, if you will, however, in Philadelphia, however, which is where this Sunday's Extreme Rules will be held. Meanwhile, speaking of Philadelphia, tickets are running scarce, however, for that show, as well as the Long Island show for next Monday night, however, in the home of McFoley, however, if you will. As a result, how early reports say, just like it did at Stomping Grounds in the Raw and SmackDown following Stomping Grounds, right now, tickets for the shows in this next week, on sun- this coming Sunday, next Monday in Long Island, and next Tuesday in Worcester, Mass., are running very scarce at the moment, however, and you can still get good seats available. Speaking of good seats available, however, WWE announced over the weekend, however, during the 4th of July weekend, however, that coming up on Labor Day, however, and the day after Labor Day, they will have Monday Night Raw being held in Baltimore, Maryland, and Norfolk, Virginia at the legendary Scope Arena. In addition to that, WWE announced earlier today they will be hosting their first Raw and SmackDown tapings at Madison Square Garden in almost a decade in early September. The company announced, however, that they will tape back-to-back shows on Raw and SmackDown the 9th and 10th of September inside the famous arena for the first time in almost a decade, however. September 9 is an interesting day considering the fact that it's the first Monday night of the regular NFL season and considering it is a doubleheader in the go-home show heading into Clash of the Champions, it'll be interesting to see if Raw will actually have fans watching that night, however, if you will, however in, believe it or not, however, at MSG. Meanwhile, however, a triple threat match has been announced for tonight's SmackDown, however, if you will, however, for SmackDown, and so far, this is what they've said. It will be Xavier Woods, Daniel Bryan, and Otis of Heavy Machinery taking off on each other in a triple threat match prior to the big match that is coming up this 
Sunday, if you will. Meanwhile, speaking of Sunday, however, WWE announced, however, also this afternoon that the Revival and the Usos will renew acquaintances, however, with each other yet again, however, when they fight each other this Sunday at Extreme Rules. Meanwhile, Nikki Cross will be taking on Carmella tonight on SmackDown, if you will, however. Uh, let's see, some other news going on, however. Of course, we did talk about some other news, however. Um... Like I said, however, it was a very interesting night last night on Raw, so bear with us, folks. We're trying to get a lot of things here going on, if you will, however. Meanwhile, Becky Lynch is on the latest magazine cover of ESPN the Magazine and took to social media on landing the cover alongside Alison Brie of the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. As a result, however, Becky said the following in an interview earlier today. Last year, I said I wanted to be the face of this business that I love so much. We don't always have to accept the status that's given to us, but it's been quite a year, and it's an honor to be the first WWE superstar, however, to be on the cover of ESPN, the magazine. So congratulations definitely goes out to the man, if you will, Becky Lynch, if you will. Meanwhile, it is National League and American League All-Star Night Tower at the All-Star Game in Cleveland, Ohio, if you will, at Progressive Field Tower. Last night, however, Vladimir Guerrero put on quite a show, however, at the Home Run Derby, however, and was the big topic of discussion, if you will, as far as what happened. There it goes. And we'll tell you, of course, uh, who he beat in the final. But before we do that, however, we will tell you, of course, there is another match been listed for tonight. And in Anything Goes match, however, it will be Oni Lurkan taking on Arya Davari, however, tonight, however, on 205 Live, however, which will be airing following, like I said, SmackDown, which is tonight in Manchester, New Hampshire. Earlier tonight, Finn Balor took on Shinsuke Nakamura, if you will, however, and Shinsuke did defeat the IC champion in a non-title matchup. Meanwhile, however, if you will, Michael Brantley, however, drove in his teammate Alex Bregman early to give the American League an early advantage, and right now, and in the top of the fifth inning, we can tell you the American League is leading the National League in the All-Star game one to nothing. Uh, let's see, we'll tell you a couple other things that happened on SmackDown real quick, however. We will have an update on here real quick, however. We can tell you right now that earlier, not only that tonight, Nikki Cross did defeat Carmella, if you will, however, if you will. And right now, we've got the triple threat going on right now. Otis with Tucker, Xavier Woods with Big E, and Daniel Bryan with Rowan, however. But from what I've heard now, it looks like, however, mind you, from what my friend told me just a little bit ago, however, we're not sure if this is being confirmed yet, but from what we heard, we'll have to double-check this to be confirmed, however. It looks like Roman Reigns and Dolph Ziggler will be your main event tonight, however, to close out the show on SmackDown. Oh, and one last thing. One last thing. Sorry. Finally, I do want to thank uh, Chad for pointing this out earlier today. Our thoughts and prayers are with the family of H. Ross Perot. The funny man politician, however, sadly and tragically passed away today at the age of 89. Yeah, you're absolutely yes, indeed. I uh, just heard about that today myself. Uh, <clears throat> but a uh, very, very great man. Dana Carvey did one of the most outstanding impressions. Yes, of, of, yes he did. Uh, we might have to play a sound by that soon if I can dig that up somewhere. Okay, well, we do appreciate that. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into things, I will go ahead and let you know here. We may have a couple couple folks popping on. I think the human suplex machine, John Gross, is now mentioned it. Uh, but he'll be doing his history here, here in, in a little bit. may have one person, and I'll let you know here in just a few moments. I was just looking at a story prior to coming on uh, from one of our local TV stations down here in North Carolina. I'm not sure exactly where this was located at. However, um, 
Um, I don't have any other details, but when I read a little bit more about it, and uh, I guess, so I know they're probably going to start doing more of an investigation about it. Uh, apparently, a employee of a steak and shake down here was shot and killed. I'm not sure why, but uh, that's that's all I've really heard at this point in time. Uh, so, so to whomever, to do, to, to whomever, and as soon as we get more details about it, I will mention more about it. It might be t tonight or tomorrow, but uh, definitely tonight here to whomever this this individual is that was the was was the victim of a very tragic situation. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with the, their family and friends. And, uh, and when we hear more about it, I will will let me post it. JD, I may send it to you, and you know, I'll, I'll let you post it on a couple of the pages. Uh, so, but uh, very very somber there indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed. But JD, I thank you very much, here, sir. Of course, JD, along with King and W O Jawar T Smith, is King Ice. Your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that fits the print here in the WWS Radio Network. And of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old fashioned combination. <clears throat> uh, let me see here. Uh, okay. And ladies and gentlemen, the human suitcase machine, John Gross, has popped on. Uh, he is going to be tonight uh, handling, uh, I do believe. I do believe here that he is going to be handling our history and birthday. So it's going to, it's going to take him a few moments to, to get that up and going. So we'll come back and do the history and birthdays here in just a few moments. In the meantime, I'm double checking my records here to see who this is that has popped on here. And I do believe I have a Yes. Okay. I believe I have an idea as to who this is. And it is, of course, uh, a, a fellow native of Pittsburgh, of course, alongside J.D., He's a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He is a contributor to WWS Raw Radio, and he's also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the in the radio network circles. Of course, also now, as of last week, he is also the holder of both the WWS Wrestling Challenge and 24/7 Championship belts. <clears throat> I'm sure JD at some point down the road is probably going to come back and try to get him back. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little. Uh, 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 flame to the fire, as they say. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you think of this other man's nickname, uh, you have to go back to that 66 sitcom Happy Days, where, of course, like I said, one of the central characters went a little something just like this. He went, hey. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie has now made it on here, of course, episode 694 of Revolution. Fonzie, we do welcome you, sir. Thank you for coming on here with us here tonight. <laughs> Pick me, pick me for my butthole. What the heck? You know, you remember that? Beavis and Butthead did America's like a little cartoon. Oh, uh, hey. Pick me, pick me for my butthole. Hey, I'm for my butthole. Give me, give me, give me my butthole. Give me my butthole. JD was kicking for it. Okay. And while John's getting up the the history and birthdays for tonight, he's already given us his review of Monday Night Raw. So I'm gonna go ahead. It's just a brief one. Let's go ahead and hear what John had to say about that. Y'all might find a lot that's pretty interesting. I'm sure JD would definitely find this interesting. Uh, John, this is what from this is this is John's words here, guys. So Raw did not live up to his expectations last week. 
While he did like the way they utilized No Way Jose, Cesaro, the Viking Raiders, Dana Brooks, Sarah Logan, etc. But John, what, what John was surprised about was the fact that Cedric Alexander being part of the main event. Does this mean that we are in for a big push for Cedric Alexander? That's a very good question. I mean, I mean, I mean, they could have picked anybody off the roster to try to do, but who, I guess so. I mean, I mean, he is a very talented competitor. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be given an opportunity. Of course, we all know who who he was. And here, JD will probably allude to that during the icebreaker here in just a few minutes. John said he doesn't know, but he, he John said he's not sure, but he believes it's going to happen. And John said he also doesn't know if this is one of Roman Reigns' mind games, but it did work. And John says, can you also believe that Raw had 11 matches and only and only one interview? Only one. Hmm. John said that it's big for Raw to have 11 matches at the same time. Although the show was bad, but 11 matches, wow. And, <clears throat> and John said, that's all he's got for his review of Monday Night Raw. And I'm going to give John an opportunity to kind of gather it all up just in case if there was like any, um, I'm, I'm sure there's probably quite a bit of history here tonight. Lonzi, let me go ahead and ask you, bud, um, anything in particular kind of stood out for you as far as Raw went last night? Doc. That's I all I gotta I'm, say. Sucked. I say it sucked. Oh, it sucked. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, okay. sorry about sorry that my my audio was not appropriate. Austin Black right now I'm watching from SmackDown. Cesaro is gonna face Austin Black as extreme rules. <laughs> is this a That's the breaking this is a breaking news, yes. I'm watching SmackDown right now. And it's me, uh, Zazara. Okay. But let me ask you, let me, let me ask you this, and I'll ask everybody this. Is this a big push for Austin? Yeah. Yeah. JD? It's going to be great. Is this, a, is this a push for Alistair Black? JD? I think JD. I, wanted, uh, I don't know. I was I was knew I was getting ready to say I was getting ready to say I was kind of reversing what you were doing the Beavis and Butthead thing there Ponte I was kind of reversing I was getting ready to say JP went to go get TD for his butt <laughs> 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 I meant JD went to the go get TD for his butt. <laughs> oh Lord I can't believe I, you know, I can't believe I went and did that man um um yeah, um, but uh, but I mean, I mean, I mean, this is one of his. This is a very, very high profile situation here. I mean, I mean, we haven't been on for quite some time yet. Now they're giving him this opportunity here to shine, and so we're just not. Like I said, we're definitely going to wait and see what all what all happens here because I mean, I mean, he is a very talented individual. I mean, big time. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Fonda, anything else you want to add, sir? My apologies. Please, please go ahead. Oh, uh, no, no. Um, the main event for SmackDown is Dolph Ziggler and Roman Reigns. Uh, right, yeah. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to be KO, but uh, Shane McMahon took him out 
uh, and send them home for the night. But uh, right now, they, the main event is Dolph Ziggler and Roman Reigns. And it's coming up next, the match. So, so you, you tell me they took KO out of the match and replaced him with Roman? Yeah. This was shame. Yeah, it would happen earlier today on the parking lot uh, before the show started. Um, they, uh, Dolph Ziggler um, and Kevin KO were you know, fist fighting. Then Shane McMahon said, I had enough with you, blah, blah, blah. Get hot. And uh, so um, then KO came with the mic and say all oh, this shit to Shane and yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, the main event is on next on SmackDown. Roman Reigns versus KO. Um, Dolph Ziggler. So, okay. that's your main right. event. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you there, Fonzie. Uh, I am back. That. Okay. And, uh, okay, well, there you go. There, there you went. Uh, uh, JD JD took a page out of Beavis and Butthead's playbook, ladies and gentlemen. He went to go get TV for his bunghole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, did, JD, I'm well, watching it over in Greenwich right now. Well, let me let me ask you this because Fonzie just brought this up, and I think you might have mentioned it before too. But let me let me, let me ask you this: the match that they talked about for Extreme Rules between Cesaro and Aleister Black is this a push for Aleister Black, in your opinion? They have to do something with him. They're pissing all over him right now. I mean, they've done nothing, nothing with him since he came up. They've got to start doing something with him. Okay. All right. Thank you very much there. Uh, thank you, and Fonzie, thank you for your review. John, thank you for yours. And now let's see what John mm-hmm. has here in my wrestling history and birthdays for today, July the 9th. Uh, <clears throat> 56 years ago today, which would put it at uh, 1963, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, The Crusher defeated Vern Gagne to win the AWA World Heavyweight title. 34 years ago today, which would put it at 1985, in Shelby, North Carolina, uh, that's somewhere near Charlotte, not too far from Charlotte. And that was, I mean, not real close there, but it's more closer to there than it is my And Dr. Shelby works there. That, there you go, that's right. The Rock and Roll Express defeated Ivan Koloff and Crusher Khrushchev to win the NWA World Tag Team titles. Uh, 33 years ago today, which was put it at 1986 in Sydney, Australia, the fabulous Moolah defeated Velvet McIntyre to win the WWF Women's title. The change has come six days after Moolah lost the title to McIntyre. Moolah holds the championship until Sensational Sherry defeats her just over a year later. Many record book books don't recognize the Australian title change. But WWE, apparently, this is one that they actually recognize. They don't recognize all the rest of them. They recognize... They recognize that one. Maybe because the dingo ate their baby. Oh, I'm sure it was, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, Yeah, also probably a long-lost baby of this man. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's very true. And, J.D., this is one you're going to remember. We talked about this here not too long ago. Let me bring it up. 19 years ago today, he put it at the year 2000, WCW presented Bash at the Beach from the Ocean yes. Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. 6,572 were in attendance with about 100,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That is down from 175,000 for the 
previous year, 1999 edition, and in, 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 and in an indication of how, how far WCW has fallen at this point, down from 580,000 two years before, 1998. There was only three title changes. Chronic defeated the perfect event to win the WCW World Tag Team titles. Here, here's the moment we all will talk about. Hulk Hogan defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the WCW World Heavyweight title, but this was similar to 1999 Halloween Havoc where Sting and Hulk Hogan battled for the title and where Hogan laid down for Sting and Sting pinned Hogan. But this time it was Jarrett that turned the tables on Hogan as Jarrett laid down. Hogan grabbed the microphone and said, Vince Russo, this is the reason the company is in the darn shape it's in because of BS like this. Uh, oh, boy. Hogan puts a foot on Jarrett's chest and pins him to win the WCW World Heavyweight title. Confusion stands to the booth and the locker room. A brilliant work shoot pulled off, probably. Then it became a few like Kevin Owens a little while ago, of course, when we talked on SmackDown. I think Fonzie just brought that up. Russo then returned and drops his state of the market the following three weeks ago i left wcw and quite frankly i don't know if i was going to come back and the reason i didn't know i was going to come back was not because from day one i have been in wcw i've done nothing other but deal with the bs of the politics behind that curtain the fact that the matter is i got wiping actually kids. I, have the, I have the i have the clip i have the clip you want me to play i have the whole clip right now okay if you want what, what, okay let, 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 let's hear the actual audio please all right, let me let me let me get dig it up here, folks. Bear with me here. We're trying here. Okay, here we go. All right. That's fun. Oh. Ah. Oh. Feels good when you take a nice shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You think I wanted to hear that? Oh my God! Oh, I hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, I don't take a real bit. Never mind. I ain't gonna, I, don't get me started either. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that is the. Well, here's Mr. Russo. Now what? I don't know. It, Who's laying down in this one? It's scheduled to be Nash Goldberg. We heard from Goldberg. Now maybe maybe Russo can explain to the world what we have seen. And if he explains it, will we get it? Will we understand it? Do we believe it? Look who it's coming from. I think we're going to hear the truth right now. I really do. We're going to hear something. That's uh, not Vince Russo, the character. That's Vince Russo, the boss. Three weeks ago... I left WCW, and quite frankly, I didn't know if I was going to come back. And the reason I didn't know I was going to come back or not is because from day one that I've been in WCW, I've done nothing, nothing but deal with the bullshit of the politics behind that curtain. The fact of the matter is, I've got a wife, I've got three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. 
but let me tell you the reason why I did come back. I came back for every one of the guys in that locker room that week in, week out, bust their ass for WCW. I came back for the Booker T. I came back for every single guy in MIA. I came back for the animals. I came back for Jared. I came back for the guys behind that curtain that give a shit about this company. And let me tell you who doesn't give a shit about this company. That goddamn politician Hulk Hogan. Because let me tell you people what happened out here in this ring tonight. All day long I'm playing politics with Hulk Hogan. Because Hulk Hogan tonight wants to play his creator control card. Jarrett and Booker 
will compete for the WCW Nails hand is goddamn out now. And Hogan, you big boy son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there you go. Thank you very much, JD, for playing that. Russo now said with Hogan taking the WCW belt, was declared the Hulk Hogan Memorial belt, then declared Jarrett still the official WCW champion. Russo booked a match between Jarrett and Booker T for the WCW title, as you just heard, where Booker won the WCW title. Booker is the second man, also joining Ron Simmons, of course, both now WWE Hall of Famers, I should say, as the only African-American world champion in WCW history. <laughs> that right there was deep. I have to admit that that was deep, big time. That's all I can really say about it. 18 years ago today, 2001, in Atlanta, Georgia, the Acolytes defeat the Dudley Boys to win the WWF Tag Team titles. The show is most noted for the debuts of Tommy Dreamer and Rob Van Dam and the surprise reformation of ECW. This was also their first WWF appearance since 1997. The two ECW invaders rushed the ring, attacking King and Chris Jericho by facing WCW's Lance Storm and Mike Awesome. Afterwards, the rest of the WWF came in to help, or did they? They turned around to Kane and Jericho and attacked them. Hagan got down the night declaring ECW reborn again. The night would end with WWF and WCW trying to put their differences aside before invasion to take on ECW. But it was a hoax as ECW and WCW emerged into one forming into forming a big alliance with Shane and Stephanie McMahon leading the supergroup. <clears throat> uh, of course, 11 years ago today, put it at 2000, and WWE releases. Raw Diva Search winner Ashley Massario. Of course, sadly, 11 years after her release, of course, as you know, two, uh, uh, back in May of this year, we did actually, we sadly did lose Ashley. So, so. Uh, seven years ago today, put it at 2012. Two, <clears throat> seven, uh, two crazy things did happen. Number one, AJ Lee proposed marriage to Tina Punk. And number two, the identity of the anonymous Raw general managers in 2010 was revealed as Hornswoggle. That right there was, was, was one of the most hokiest things I have ever seen, I've ever noticed on in wrestling. Today is a happy 44th birthday to Shelton Benjamin, of course, still currently wrestling on SmackDown. Uh, excuse me. I want to make sure I was going to sneeze. Okay. And believe it or not, today is a happy 54th uh, Quit sucking birthday. his dick, fucking Corey Graves. Whoa, Fonzie. Sorry. Whoa, okay. Sorry. Happy 50, that's okay. Happy 54th birthday to, of course, the wild man, Mark Merrow. Yes. A former Intercontinental Champion and also, the, of course, the former husband of Sable, who, of course, as you know, is now married, is now married to Brock Lesnar. Uh, also, happy 53rd birthday to Salvatore Sincere, of course, we, we remember uh, as his real name, I think, is Tom Brandy. If I'm not too yes, mistaken. Tom Brandy. Yes. yes. And John says here, here's the big one right here. And, um, I'm, and I don't know if... MLD, I don't think she is still on or not, but she is going to love this if she was on here. Today is happy 60th birthday to Big Daddy Cool, Big Sexy, NWO Outsider, and a member of the Wolfpack, 
the one and the only Kevin Nash. 60 years old today, ladies and gentlemen. And the man and also and also ha- and also happy 53rd birthday to former WCW 90s guy PN News. And I believe today is also the birthday of former NWA great official Touchdown Tommy Young's birthday today oh. as well. But I know PN News, I'm looking here, turned 53. But yes, happy 60th birthday to Big Daddy Cool. I'm going to check on Tommy Young, but I believe it is also today Tommy Young's birthday today. Thank you, the JD. Uh, of course, here's a little bit of history on Kevin Nash. He was born on July 9, 1959, to a devout Christian family in southwest Detroit, Michigan. Nash's father died in 1968 of a heart attack, and one month after winning the WWF title after Christmas 94, he lost his mother after a four-year struggle with breast cancer. He attended Aquinas High School, followed by the University of Tennessee, God where he majored and minored in educational philosophy at the University uh, might want to turn that down a little bit there, bro. At the University okay. of Tennessee, Nash was a center for the Tennessee Volunteers basketball team. He remained on the team from 1977 to 1980, during which time the team made it to the yes, NCAA. Today, today is the 72nd birthday of touchdown Tommy Young, so happy birthday to him. Okay, thank you there, JD. Oh, absolutely. Following a physical altercation with head coach DeVoe, and a series of other, of other on-campus incidents, Nash did not play a fourth year for the Volunteers, and he attempted to transfer to Bowling Green University in Bowling Green, Ohio. He would reconsider and move to Europe, where he played basketball. His career ended in 1981 in Germany, where he tore his anterior cruciate ligament. With his basketball career over, Nash enlisted in the 202nd Military Police Company in Gleason, Germany, and served in a secure NATO facility for two years, in which he was promoted to the rank of specialist. After working on an assembly line at Ford Motor Company and as the floor manager of a strip club in Atlanta, he decided to try professional wrestling. In 1990, Nash began his wrestling career wrestling for WCW as the Orange Mohawk Steel, one half of the tag team known as the Master Blasters. He was partnered with Master Blaster Iron, with whom he made the new Clash of the Champions on September 5th, 1990, defeating the team of Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner. They would feud with Horner and Rotundo in 1990. They would defeat Horner and Rotundo on several ha- several house shows. On September 22nd, 1990, Nash's partner would be replaced by Blade. The Master Blasters continued their streak in October and moved up the WCW tag team. <laughs> But their winning streak came to an end on November 22, 1990, with the team of Tom Zink and Brian Pillman handing them their first defeat. But they would rebound to gain another undefeated streak, but failed to defeat the Steiner brothers for the NWA United. The momentum would be stopped, and the tag team would be disbanded by the end of the month. Nash would be, would be rebranded as simply the Master Blaster in February of 1991, at suffering his first singles defeat at the hands of the late Junkyard Dog. And he also lost to Brian Pillman in house show matches. His last match in the guys' gimmick would be on May 12, 1991. He would reappear a week later as Oz, having been repackaged, of course, as the silver-haired Oz. I, I guess as in the Wizard of Oz, I guess. Yeah, he would well, be Kim Sullivan was the wizard. Yeah, he would be pushed strongly for about a month, winning some matches but would be defeated at the 1991 Great American Bash by Ron Simmons. In reality, 
plans for Oz were scrapped when Nash refused to sign a $300 night guarantee as WCW was cutting costs. On October 27, 1991, he would gain another loss at Halloween Havoc. And you guys there, John is typing it up really fast here, folks. And he would continue to go on the losing streak, losing streak suffering defeats. He would be repackaged in January of 1992 as Danny Vegas. Sorry about that. I get a little something to drink there. Vegas would, was quickly recruited into a half ton of Holy Heck, a stable of large wrestlers created by Harley Race, which included Vader and Mr. Hughes. Well, they weren't called Holy Heck. I, did, I said the word heck because I was. It was called. Everybody knows what it's actually called. Holy hell! Thank you. Well, you said it for me. So. Uh, JD, if you don't mind, you'll be my profanity interpreter. Okay, thank you. So I'll let you say it, that part. For me. There you go. Right. The stable was separated in February 1992. And he would join the Diamond Mine, a stable which was led by DDP and Scotty Flamingo. And I think Scott Hall was part of that too for a while. If I remember before he went to uh, WWE as Razor Ramon, I think he was a Diamond Stud, if I remember correctly. Okay. Let's see what else. John is. I said John is still typing the pretty best. Leaving the table page and What a great boo main event tonight. But they split up in late 1992 after Page was fired by Bill Watts. Nash spent the first half of 1993 teaming with Big Sky. I've vaguely heard of that. The well, name is Big Sky. Who was Big Sky? Hmm. But in June, he departed from the WWF and has finally finalized on June the 3rd, teaming up with Big Sky in a losing effort against the Cold Twins. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> okay, stop talking about Sorry. No, I was saying to myself, I didn't know it was that loud. Yeah, but yeah, but when you guys did this, I tell you, echoes on her. Oh, okay. Yeah, might want to turn that down a little bit there. I mean, sorry. This match would air on Worldwide after his WWF debut, believe it or not. Huh, that's interesting. In 1993, Nash left WCW under the request of Shawn Michaels, where he signed a contract with the WWF. He would be given the name Big Daddy Cool. For the role, Nash grew long hair, taking on the appearance of a typical cocky biker thug as the Detroit thug. He coined black sunglasses and leather garments. The name of Diesel was a play on the fact simply because Nash was from Detroit. You have to admit though, that that does make sense. That is a good argument for why they did that. So, known famously as Mean Streets of the Motor City, Diesel began his WWF career as a bodyguard when he debuted on June 6, 1993. 
aiding Shawn Michaels, of course, by in, in defeating Marty Jannetty to capture Shawn's second Intercontinental title. He would go on to aid Michaels, retain the IC title against big names, and of course, everybody from Marty Jannetty, Mr. Perfect, Kamala, and many others combined. And to give you guys an update, the American League is up two to one in the last of the sixth. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Diesel wrestled his first pay-per-view match at the 1993 Survivor Series when he teamed up with IRS, Rick Martel, and Adam Baum to take on Razor Ramon, 123 Kid, Marty Jannetty, and Randy Savage. Diesel would be eliminated first, and Diesel's team would lose the match. At the 1994 Royal Rumble, Diesel would appear twice on the show, in the show. Uh, let's see. Here. And we'll tell you here. When he helped Yokozuna defeat The Undertaker in a casket match and also appeared in the Royal Rumble match, eliminating seven men, including Owen Hart, Virgil, Quang, Barton, Billy Gunn, Bob Backlund, and Scott Steiner. He stayed in the ring for 18 minutes, but he would be eliminated. At that time, that would probably have been considered a really pretty good record, I would think. But, of course, obviously, you know, it's been beaten a couple other times later on. We all know by who, but, you know, yeah. <clears throat> on eight... Okay, thank you, JD. On April 30th, 1994, Diesel captured his first singles title, defeating Razor Ramon to win the IC title. And would earn himself a WWF title match in the 1994 team of the ring. Diesel did, not, did win the match by DQ, but of course, Jim Nyhart interfered to help his brother Brett. The night before SummerSlam, he and Shawn Michaels defeated the Head Shrinkers to win the tag team titles, making Diesel a double champion. But he would drop the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam due to an accidentally Miscued sweet chin music by Shawn Michaels. Of course, he lost the belt to Razor Ramon. At Survivor Series, Diesel put on a strong show and eliminated some of Razor's team. But just like SummerSlam, tensions rose between Diesel and Shawn. Where Sean once again hit Diesel with sweet chin music. <clears throat> 
turned Diesel into a face in the process, and thus Sean and Diesel vacated the tag team titles. Three days after that, Diesel would substitute for Bret Hart and would defeat Bob Backlund on November 26, 1994 at Madison Square Garden. we need you to turn that down, but that that's echo is getting. Diesel would then promise Bret Hart a match for the title in which they had won at the Royal Rumble, but the match would be ruled a draw. Diesel, uh, by others, of course, we would be ruled to draw by other superstars from Shawn Michaels to the roadie, Bob Backlund, Owen Hart, and Jeff Jarrett. That same night, Michaels would win the 1995 Royal Rumble as the number one entry earned him a title match against his good friend at WrestleMania 11. Just desperate to win the title, Michaels would enlist another bodyguard. Another bodyguard that WrestleMania would keep the title. Afterwards, Diesel would feud with Sid, who attacked Sean after Michaels told Sid to stay out of their rematch next time he and Diesel wrestled. At two in-your-house events, Diesel would retain the title against Sid twice and also would retain at SummerSlam against King Mabel, who we would know later on as Viscera and Big Daddy V. United in summer '95, but they recaptured the tag team titles over Owen Hart and Yokozuna, but would drop the belts the next night back to Owen and Yoko. These are 358 title reign. at the 1995 Survivor Series when Bret Hart defeated him to win the title for the third time. After the match, Diesel would turn heel, attacking Bret Hart and started a rivalry against The Undertaker at the start of 1996. Carlson and The Undertaker, the title at the Royal Rumble 96, but Undertaker would get one back at Diesel at the next pay-per-view. I'm back. 
This match was Matthew 22 at WrestleMania 12, where The Undertaker defeated him to keep his streak, despite Diesel nailing him with two jackets. Before WrestleMania began, Diesel was in a contract with WCW from their push-off. In April, Diesel's last two minutes would be against his old friend Shawn Michaels for the title, and where Diesel failed to win the title again. In your house, better friends, better friends, good friends, better enemies. I think that's what it was called, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Thank you, Judy. On May 19, 1999, the main event, Shawn Michaels defeated Diesel in a steel cage match. To win the title. But after the match, of course, Diesel, Sean, Razor, and Triple H, who were, of course, as you know, close friends in real life. Okay. Yeah, it was called the Inner House, Good Friends, Better Enemies. It was in late April of 1996. Uh, 95, 63 attended that show. And surprisingly, the Shawn Michaels match went 18 minutes long. It was, believe it or not, however, the main event of that show, considering there were three dark matches on that card. Savio Vega versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, which Savio Vega won. Hunter, of course, defeated Mark Merrow with Sable. And then The Undertaker, of course, with Paul Bear. Oh, yes defeated mankind, if you will. But the main event was Sean with Jose Lothario taking on Diesel. I think that was the one when Mad Dog for Sean was at, too, if I remember correctly, which was Luna's dad, Howard. Uh, yeah, it says here, Howard, it says here, yeah. After the dark event went off the air, Howard, it says, and it's funny how it says here, backstage, however, like I said, however, in the final matchup line, yeah, it says, uh, during Diesel entrance, Mad Dog for Sean, however, who lives in Omar's on ringside in the entrance. However, uh, he grabbed Fasson, Diesel grabbed Fasson, I was the before he then pulled off his artificial leg and attempted to hit Michael Swift. Yeah, so I was right. Okay. All right, thank you there, J.D. Uh, of course, all celebrated hug each other as both of them, as both Nash and Hall were leaving with WCW. Two weeks after Razor's return to WCW, Nash was following both Nash and Hall confronted Eric Bischoff and finding three guys to face him. At Great American Bash, Nash powerbombed Bischoff through a table after Bischoff refused to name the three men who had faced Nash and Hall at Bash at the Beach, with the third man helping both Hall and Nash. Nash and Hall would b- battle Sting, Luger, and Savage in the main event. Luger would be taken out early in the match, leading to a regular tag team match. But, of course, Hulk Hogan would come, would come down. And many expected him to take Luger's place, but instead he was the third man as he dropped the leg on Savage, forming the NWO. Free balling. (laughs) 
With the NWO in flight, it would help WWE Nitro defeat Raw in the ratings war. For 84 weeks, more superstars from WCW would join the NWO. Free falling. In October 1996, Nash and Hall would win the WCW Tag Team titles over Hall of Heat. And J.D. and his girlfriend does some free balls. <laughs> and they would stay champions throughout 96 and 97. J.D., I'm joking. Okay. Uh, By 1998, the NWO was at a crossroads. Hogan and Nash were at a crossroads, turning Nash into a fan favorite. By bringing the NWO Wolfpack and Hogan having the NWO Hollywood, Nash would have Sting, Luger, Conan, Randy Savage, and Kurt Henning in the group. After winning a World War III Battle Royal, Nash earned a WCW title match at Starcade to force to take on Goldberg. Uh, Nash was born. Goldberg's undefeated streak on December 27, 1998, with help from Scott Hall. Of course, as you know, wearing, uh, they said the security guard, as they called it, using a big old table stick. Winning his first WCW world title, but days later, everyone knows, of course, the incident on January the 4th, 1999, and where Hogan and Nash had the infamous finger poke of doom. Where Hogan won the WCW title back over Nash, reforming the NWO all over again. It would be for a temporary, it would go into a temporary period of time. Nash would win the WCW title in May of 1999 and Marie defeating DDP once again. <laughs> and was set to take on Bret Hart for the title, of course, on Jay Leno, but on May 23rd, 1999, of course, a tragic moment occurred when Bret Hart's brother Owen passed away. Yeah. Immediately canceling the match and the feud. Hey, JD, did you watch the end of SmackDown? Nash would then feud with Savage, and in July, Savage would beat Nash with the WCW title. Nash turned heel again and took on his old friend Hulk Hogan for the WCW title, who had returned to the red and the yellow roots. No, I think, Fonzie, I think JD was trying on a phone, so I don't think he did. 
Also, by the way, we got new t-shirts. And of course, uh, as you saw on the Raw Rant panel chat box earlier today, WWS Shop Zone presents its first t-shirt. JD wears a thong. A size small to 3X. Uh, only for ten dollars, you can find the WWS shops. <laughs> okay. And we got to tease JD on that all the time. JD, we're working with you, and you know that. But Nash wouldn't stay gone for long as he and Hall reunited in 1999. Uh, uh, uh. NWO 2000 will be formed by Bret Hart, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, <clears throat> Scott Steiner, and Jeff Jarrett joining the group. Nash would become the WCW commissioner after defeating Terry Funk. But the commissioner storyline would be dropped in April of 2000. When Bischoff and Russo would be brought in, would be brought back into WCW. And I think I posted in one of the messenger moments of the day on the on the chat box uh, a few weeks back, I think, if anyone remembers this. An encounter between Kevin Nash and um, Ricky Morton, and he brought up some big time yeah, stuff. Over yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, it was back in 2011 or something. I think it was. I'm not sure of that. I know it was. And in August, over of course Booker T, but Booker would win the title back over Nash at Fall Brawl. In their return to WCW, Nash would of course win the WCW. Time multiple times over Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> win the title over Nash at Fall Brawl. Nash and DDP regained the tag titles in November of 2000, but they would lose the titles in January of 2001. And of course, this is a whistling hour with your host, the Heartbreak Kid Sponsor. <laughs> and that's the final days of Scott Steiner for the title with Steiner retiring him. WCW was sold, of course, by the WWF in March, on March 26, 2001. You remember that moment all too well. And Nash would have a guaranteed contract with Tom Warner, but on New Year's Eve 2001, it would expire. Three members, National Hogan, all returned to the WWF. At 2002, more way out with Vince McMahon rehiring him as McMahon at the time was having a feud with Rick Flair, who had also returned to the WWF. Or I should say, probably now WWE, but. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we're still in the middle of our history and birthday. We talk about talking about the 60th birthday today of Hall of Famer Kevin Nash. And no way out, all three members of the NWO called Steve Austin the title over Chris Jericho.
and both the NWO feud with both Steve Austin and The Rock. You were to destroy The Rock and injure him by putting him through, putting him through an 18-wheeler while he was trapped inside of an ambulance. Okay, and ladies and gentlemen, I don't know why. I don't know, I don't know what. I don't know. There's something that's gotten into Fonzie. We don't know what it is. And that we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> Nash wrestled his first WWE match on March 11, 2002, where he and the NWO took on the Rock and Stone Cold in the handicap match with the NWO. The NWO would be drafted for the Raw brand without Hogan as Hogan turned on them at WrestleMania 18 after his match with The Rock. Nash would be injured again, but he would return. He would return in time in 2002. While he was taking some time off the heel, Nash would have Shawn Michaels, of course, coming in as the newest member of the NWO. Okay, okay, okay. Easy. On July 8th, 2002, <laughs> hey, hey, on July 8th, Nash returned to action as he teamed with X Pac. <clears throat> Big Show, Chris Benoit, and Eddie Guerrero against Bubba Ray Dudley, Goldust, Booker T, RVD, and Spike Dudley. Once again, the NWO won the match, but Nash got himself injured again as he injured his leg. Hey, girl. Yeah. The NWO would be disbanded the next week. After a nine-month injury, Nash returned as a face and feuded with his old friend, Triple H. That was on the side of Shawn Michaels and trying to reform his old friends. At Backlash, Triple oh, H's team won. Okay, well. Okay. And... Okay. At Judgment Day, Insurrection, and Bad Blood, the game would win three straight matches against Kevin Nash for the World Heavyweight title. Nash would then enter a screw with Chris Jericho where Jericho shaved his head. Nash's final WWE appearance in 2003 was when he entered the second elimination chamber match at SummerSlam for the World Heavyweight title, and he was the first man eliminated. Of course, by, by the unlikely tandem of Jericho and HBK. I remember that match correctly. Afterwards, Nash and Hall would join TNA in 2004 with uh, Jeff Jarrett's group. Yeah. 
But the group disbanded due to problems with Hall again and Nash also becoming a face. Nash did wrestle in TNA somewhat from 2004, in 2004 and also in 2006, where he did an angle involving the X Division. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we need to put Fonz in the bed. <laughs> With a hot girl. Hey, okay. In 2008, the main event mafia formed. Y'all remember that? Watch your back, dead ass. I, not, not in front of you, I won't. <laughs> with, with, with Sting, Kurt Angle, Scott Steiner, Kevin Nash, and Booker T all forming, all, all coming together to form it. The group would disband in 2009. With the impending debut of Hulk Hogan's arrival in TNA. Nation Hall tried to reform the NWO in TNA in 2010, but Hogan stated that that was, that, that it was a new time. Two favorite songs. 2010, Nash and Sting reunited together against a rebellious group called Immortal. They would leave the company. Sting would return to the NWA TNA, but Nash, however, would return to the WWE in 2011 as a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble match as Diesel. That was the one I think when they did when they did, when they did the 40 man Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. he put on a strong showing, but of course, it was eliminated by Wade Barrett. I'm sure, like I said, I would love to see Nash and Barrett go at it one on one. That would have been a great match to see. Yep. I would love that. I would, I would love to see this. Okay, I'll have to wait while Ponzi, of course, gets the singing out of the system. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Right. That's okay. Nash would return later on in December 2011, feuding with CM Punk and Triple H, and where he cost CM Punk the title at SummerSlam. Nash would attack his old buddy Triple H after Triple H had fired him. Now I think Fonzie had to leave us, so hopefully he'll be back on here, hopefully before the night's out. And John Lar- and for this, John Laurinaitis would actually rehire Kevin Nash. Yeah, John Laryngitis. Hey JD, I suck. Okay. <laughs> I don't suck. Yeah, that's <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's it right there. Uh, at TLC, Triple H defeated Nash in a sledgehammer on a pole match. That would end Nash's WWE career until the 2014 Royal Rumble at number 14, put it on another strong showing. 
that even proved right there that the legends were more dominant in the Royal Rumble match than the actual competitors were. My personal opinion. But he would be eliminated by Roman Reigns. Nash would finally would finally be inducted into the 2015 WWE Hall of Fame. He has made, of course, Simpson a couple of appearances in WWE. Of course, he's actually appeared at MLD's house and kissed her on the lips. Hey! Yeah, there you go. There you go. If she didn't have uh, other people lined up at the door. And boy, and boy, she and boy, and late at night she found out why he was called Big Daddy Cool. Hey! Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> she gonna see me. She gonna slap me. <laughs> I tell you, she is. But who knows? He might wrestle one more match in WWE. I would like to see that if he does. If he does, yeah. that would be amazing. I would shoot. I remember. You remember when the when they did the birthday celebration for Hulk Hogan? And remember mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar? Remember when Brock Lesnar yep. came out to be interrupted? Yep. Nash was Nash was looking at him like, okay, hmm, I like to have a piece of it. I would love yeah, to see he, Nash. He was, oh, he was ready to. He was going to. I would love to see Nash and Lesnar. Man. That would have been awesome, in my personal opinion. And, John, that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. Thank you very much, here, John. And, J.D., thank you very much for the news and views here for tonight. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 694, six episodes away from 700. Of WWUS Revolution, of course, this is Tuesday, July 9th, 2019. Mr. WWUS Chad Hinshaw, alongside the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo and the Human Suplex Machine John Gross. Heartbreak Kid Fonzie was on with us here for a little bit, but I, I don't know, something must have probably, I guess he was going to be leaving for the evening. So if we if that was the last time we heard we were here for him tonight, uh, we do thank him for coming on tonight. I hope to talk to him. Well, I hope to talk to him tomorrow night, of course, on Revolution. Before we get to JD's big moment here tonight, and JD, you're gonna have the rest of the evening talking about Raw. I'm gonna give you that time. But but here, but I wanted to mention one quick thing before I turn it over here to you. As everybody knows by now, yesterday, yes, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday was my birthday, and. I have to tell you, um, even though that only comes once in a while, and I always have a lot of memorable, birth, memorable birthdays here. Um, I can I could probably tell you about certain things that probably happened within the last few years about that's happened on my birthday. Uh, but this one here was very special. I started having the birthday wishes come in as early as Saturday, which was mm-hmm. unbelievable. I mean, seriously, on Saturday. Saturday My friend, actually, Tim, however, had his starting coming on, like I said, on Sunday, however, believe it or not. But believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I think, and I was still getting birthday wishes today, as a matter of fact, from several folks, family, friends, of course, on here on Facebook. Um, Believe it or not, I probably had almost, close to possibly 150 people wishing me happy birthday on Facebook between Saturday and this afternoon, all the way through. But I do appreciate, ladies and gentlemen, all the birthday wishes. Uh, of course, um, of course, I was already feeling feeling the aging before I turned it, but yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, I'll go out and go out and admit it. And JD is probably going to tell me later, all that's nothing. But today, yesterday, I turned 
41 years old. 30. Get it right. I wish I, I, I wish I could say that. <laughs> that was that was back in no way when I turned thirty, man. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, but forty, but forty-one, ladies and gentlemen, and um, of course, I'm very thankful to be here. I'm sure a lot of folks, a lot of uh, there's a lot of folks out there, of course, family and friends are of course thankful that I'm All still right, around God. here. Okay, thank you there, Julie. But I do thank y'all very. I do thank you very much once again, and of, of course I want also thank my 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 family here in WCWS, of course MLD and of course JD John uh, Gerard. Uh, everybody wishing me a very big time happy birthday yesterday, and I am 100% appreciative and 100% thankful for that. We do. I do thank you very much. While JD stepped out for just a second here before I get to his icebreaker, I just wanted to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, of course, tomorrow night, don't forget outside of the ropes at 630, 141, uh, 141387 pound. Of course, <clears throat> wrestling debate at 8 o'clock, 139925 pound. And of course, revolution tomorrow night, uh, 138055 pound at 9 o'clock. Our live video feed will be from WCCWS Forever Strong. News and views, history and birthdays. News and views, history and birthdays. <clears throat> and also, of course, um, uh, our thoughts about tonight's edition of SmackDown and, of course, some other wrestling stuff making the rounds as well. So be sure to join us tomorrow night, of course, for Revolution. And then, of course, uh, Wolfpack this Thursday night. Our live video feed will be from the Wolfpack Radio Facebook page. Uh, as we start doing our, of course, a double whammy of predictions, ladies and gentlemen. Starting with, of course, the talking about the AEW pay-per-view coming up on Saturday. We'll do predictions for that on Wolfpack Thursday night. And then on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, on Revolution, 138055-pound will be, of course, a live video feed from that. will be from the Revolution Radio Facebook page. We'll be having, of course, our predictions for Extreme Rules. Excuse me there, folks, just one second. Um, <clears throat> then, of course, uh, don't forget this Saturday, of course, on Power Hour at 6 o'clock, 141364-pound. We'll be reviewing everything that took place here in the radio network this week. <clears throat> and also, of, of course, uh, of course, we'll, be start, we'll start talking about, of course, the AEW show um, as well. Of course, we get some details in on that. I don't know when the show is supposed to start, but, uh, but we'll, we'll, Daddy, we'll have to. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, okay. Uh, thank you, thank you very much, sir, JD. I think it's eight o'clock uh, on Saturday, seven or eight o'clock. I'm not sure. I know the Evolve shows also on Saturday. Also, John pointed out one other thing. How last night in his Raw recap, hour, I'm sure I did not mention this earlier in the news. Hollywood John Tatum, apparently better known as John Frankel, apparently the last few days has suffered multiple heart attacks in recent days. However, in a talk, speaking to his former California Connection tag team partner, Rob Price, Price stated John had a couple of heart attacks. The doctor tried shocking his heart three times, but didn't work. They changed his meds and may put in a pacemaker. I talked with his wife, Sheila, this morning. So at the age of 59, our thoughts and prayers are certainly with Hollywood John Tatum, the ex-wife of Missy Hyatt. Oh, the ex, oh, the, oh, oh, Missy Hyatt's ex-husband? Huh. Yeah, Missy Hyatt was, yeah, Missy Hyatt, of course, 
yeah, was actually uh, involved with him for a brief time before she left with Eddie Gilbert, obviously, back in the old world-class championship wrestling days of the 80s. In fact, uh, I think I have a sound clip of this. Yeah, like I said, uh, like I said, with Hollywood John Tatum. But yes, Hollywood John Tatum, definitely keep our thoughts and prayers with him. Okay, thank you, thank you very much, JD. And before we get to JD's thoughts here, uh, I think we might be, we might have accidentally gotten this uh, disconnected from the Heartbreak Kid, Fonte, but I think he's back with us now. Fonte, are you back with us? Yes, I am. Okay, well, we don't know what happened. I mean, we didn't. Uh, this, I got this disconnected. What talk for some around. reason? I don't know. I guess. Well, I don't know what happened. I mean, I didn't touch. We didn't touch anything. I mean, we don't know what happened. Oh no, no, I didn't say you. It just, I don't know. It says, "Oh, your thing is disconnected." All right, goodbye. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe something. Maybe some. Maybe something. Got, maybe so. Minor glitch. I mean, it, it, talk, talk. I mean, talk. She has been trying to rebound some things for what I've read lately. So maybe it might have been something involved with that. But I'll we'll check it out, Fonz. Don't worry about it. We'll check it out. In the meantime, here, let's go ahead. And, and I know JD's warmed up here. I want to. I know JD is fired up to hear about what. Of course, we'll talk about last night and what happened on Raw. JD, I gotta ask you: Are you cooled off and are you warmed up? Ready. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a WWS Radio Network exclusive. The Iceman, Jerry Jerome, is not a about, of course, this case tonight, of course, what, what, what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. And, of course, not a whole lot of great stuff happened. And he is going to be signing off like never before, ladies and gentlemen. And you thought Captain America's shield was tough. Wait till you hear the words coming from the Iceman tonight. They're probably going to put a huge dent in that shield in, in more ways than one, as JD says. So, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> here is the Iceman, Jared Drama with the Raw edition for this week of the WWS Icebreaker. It is Extreme Rules Week, however, as they say. And, of course, we know that this Sunday, of course, Extreme Rules is in the land of extreme Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the home of our good friend Big Diesel Gregory Kramer, Snack of the Woods, and the home of ECW, Eastern Championship Wrestling, or Extreme Championship Wrestling, or as Jerry Lawler used to call it, Extremely Crappy Wrestling. But talking about crappy, last night, where did we go? Oh yes, we went to the Garden State of New Jersey, and of course to the shit capital of Newark, New Jersey, at the Prudential Center, the home of the New Jersey Devils. And you thought after last week, somewhat disgraceful, disastrous, damaging, and dull show in Dallas, Texas, however, Raw would improve their stature this week, especially after the 4th of July flower show that went on, however, in Texas last week, and also in San Antonio. You thought it would be a little bit better. Oh, how wrong you were, how wrong you were, how wrong you were. The first match of the night, of course, pitted the cover girl of ESPN the magazine, and of course, everyone's favorite hour, least favorite hour, depending on your point of view, the man and herself, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, taking on Selena Vega, of course, Mrs. Alistair Black, a.k.a. Mrs. Dutch Destroyer, and of course, her man, 
Andrea Cien Almas, or Andrea, if you will, her soon-to-be possibly Mrs. Mr. Charlotte Flair, however, at some point, however, there's been discussion that Charlotte and Andrea are being involved with one another. As a result, Seth and Becky ended up winning the opening matchup, but unfortunately, it was a tag-team elimination match. But who shows up after the match? Oh, uh, yes! That, too. That's right. Corey Graves' boyfriend, everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite, the TGI vest-wearing, bald-headed cue ball, Baron Cockstain Clown Shoes Corbin, however, bitch boy Corbin, and his little woman, if you will, the so-called sassy Southern Belle, or the sassy Southern slut, as I like to call her every chance I get, her. none other than lackluster, lacy, excrement, tell elephant crap, dung Evans. And what happens? Oh, yeah, the so-called sassy Southern slut decides to basically pop Becky in the jaw, and Corbin takes a shot on Rollins, too, once again thinking that they're the power couple of the WWE. Yeah, keep telling yourself that, Corbin Evans. Just wait till Sunday when you basically get your asses basically whizzed all over, however, and cracked in half in Philadelphia. And no, I'm not talking about the damn Liberty Bell. Then, of course, we have Paul Heyman come out and talk about his advocate, Brock Lesnar, and he says that Brock will cash his money in the bank contract on either Rollins or Kofi Sunday, and saying, that's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. So, once again, yeah, let's have the Paul Rizhauer, pissant Paul Heyman come out, however, and talk about his little bitch boy client, if you will, Brock Lesnar, who once again is obviously at home with his kids and his whorish wife, Sable, the slut, if you will, however, and not showing up on TV this week. Yeah, that's a great thing. He's been sitting at home since probably maybe the Saudi Arabia show, collecting his money and acting like a total stupid, arrogant, self-loathing jackass, if you will, however. Let's see if he'll be able to cash in on either Rollins or Kofi on Sunday and have a blow-up in his face like it did at Saudi Arabia, if you will. Then we have the stupid street profits come out, however, and if you ask me, I am already sick to death of these guys, however, because these guys, to me, are a poor man's crime time, if you ask me, of Shad and JTG. These guys are absolutely pathetic, beyond words. And speaking of the Street Profits, we're going to see them tomorrow night on NXT against the team that I thought should have the belts right now in the form of Danny Birch and Oni Larkin. But no, Vince decides, however, to put the Street Profits as your tag team champions, however, and not the team of Lurkan and Birch. Then, of course, we go to a two out of three falls match, which is upcoming next hour. And who's in the match, you ask? Oh, yes. Everyone's favorite A-lister, however. The Miz and Jimmy and Jay, the Uso boys of the Uso Penitentiary, taking on the bald-headed Mr. Clean of the WWE, Scott Dawson, his tag partner, Dash me, I'm lucky I'm not, I haven't dashed out the door yet, Wilder, the so-called revival, Shane McMahon's little bodyguards, if you will, and Shane's other little bodyguard, if you will, the so-called piece of elephant dung that he is, Howard, the embarrassingly piece of the earache sore, basically the um, earache sore, 
Uh, guy, however, just a second. Hold on. I'm trying to get this done. Uh, uh, like I said, the embarrassing piece of elephant, let's just say the embarrassing uh, so-called uh, waste of uh, space, if you will. The guy who gives me an earache every time by listening to his crappy-ass music. Yes, I'm talking about Pittsburgh's own, the embarrassing Elias. And what happens? Oh, yes, however. Miz and company, however, end up uh, winning the first fall, however. Basically loses the first fall, however, because Miz chases Elias out of the ring. And Elias doesn't come back to the ring, however, as he runs like a little bitch, basically, not to help out his partners, however, and leaves his partners holding the bag, if you will, however, despite the fact that the Revival won with a shatter machine. But then the next two falls go to the Usos and Miz, however. First, Miz wins with a skull crush finale to tie up the series at one hour, a minute and a half after losing the first fall three minutes in. And then after that, a minute and a half later, basically, Miz performs the skull crushing finale on the bald headed cue ball himself, however, the Mr. Clean of the WWE, the so called, uh, let's just say, damaging Scott Dawson. After that, we have Dash Howard make a dash back to the locker room with his boyfriend, if you will, Dawson, if you will, the Mr. Clean, the WWE, as they lose this one, too. So now, as a result, we see Miz, Jimmy, and Jay beat Elias, Dawson, and Dash. But alas, alas, what happens? Oh, yes. Vince decides to shove these four guys down our freaking ass throat once again because apparently they have no confidence in their tag team division whatsoever. And what are we going to see on Sunday? Oh, yeah, the same bullshit we've been seeing for the past year and a half with these four J-Brones fighting each other again for the tag team titles. Oh, goody. I'm so excited to see this feud and this te- these four continue to just bore me out of my skull every week by doing the same old crap week after week, however, if you ask me, however. That being said, however, uh, that being said, however, go figure. So then we go to Rey Mysterio coming out of the locker room, however, and announcing that he is going to issue an open challenge. But before we get to that, let's talk about, however, mind you, what happened with the whole 24-7 shenanigans. And once again, it was nothing but stupid ass, absolutely, totally stupid ass, and also... Uh, I need another good S word. Oh, shitty. That's right. Shitty shenanigans, shall we say. There it is. Shitty shenanigans. Because once again, we need to have the 24-7 title in play with that stupid little moron, Drake Maverick, however, and his wife, however, celebrating him winning the 24-7 title last week, however, mind you, against our truth in a cheap way, however, on Raw and Dallas, however, and then going on his honeymoon. But what happens? Oh, yeah, he continues to show us every day for the last, like I said, week or so, that he is so-called so happy to be the new 24-7 champion. Here's the thing about that, and here's a message to you, Kevin Dickbag, Douchebag, Bucky the Tooth Beaver Dunn, and Vince McMahon, and all you stupid writers at Raw, however. Think of something better to do with your time than putting on this stupid, lame-ass shit week after week. No one cares about it anymore. It's not funny. It's not amusing. It's absolutely a stupid waste of time. Speaking of waste of time, let's talk about what started Hour 2. 
Yes, folks, my man Ray Mysterio is taking on one of Michelle's favorites, if you will. Yes, folks, I'm talking about none other than Mr. Uh, Bully himself, bitch boy Bobby Lashley. And alas, what happens? Bobby Lashley pins Ray Jr. inside of 60 seconds. Oh, goody. Here's a guy who a week ago got his butt handed to him by Braun Strowman, and then afterwards said, however, that he's going to put Braun in a mark, however, basically, if he confronts him again. And yet, we're going to see these two fight each other again, referring to Braun and Bobby, coming up on Sunday in Philadelphia in a last man standing match. Gee, Vince, let's find a way to continue to basically look make these guys look like jackasses, too. First off, you haven't done absolutely jack squat with Braun in quite some time, except make him look like a little punk-ass bitch. And as far as Bobby goes, I don't know why Bobby's even staying in the company, because they continue to piss all over his legacy more and more. I mean, ever since he came back. The only thing that has been good for him, and has done somewhat alright for him, is give rid of that little lethargic little pipsqueak, the Gary Coleman Terrell Owens of the WWE, lackluster Leo Rush, even though there has been discussion that he might be coming back at some point and maybe showing up in NXT in some type of capacity. Here's the thing about that WWE. Don't even think about bringing back that little pip squeak, if you ask me. If you want to put him in, back in WWE, maybe you should have him team up with Drake Maverick. That way you can call themselves the dumbasses, or maybe even the little guys, because they are absolutely so stupid and so tiny when it comes to absolutely talent. They have very little of it whatsoever, and they are absolutely lackluster in every sense of the word. Now, as far as Lashley goes, I don't know why they continue to piss all over him and bury him every chance they get, because obviously they could do something more. But no, not Vince McMahon, not Mr. Grandpa, 75-year-old, racist, bigoted, millionaire piece of shit that he is. No, he won't do that. He'll have other people like Baron Hockstein Corbin and Brock Lesnar and even his stupid-ass little shithead son, Shane McMahon, suck his ass and blow him every chance they get while basically keeping other people down. No, he won't give other people a chance. He'll have other people blow and kiss his ass, however, but he won't give other people a chance, however, because it shows how much of a stupid little shithead he really is. And speaking of Ray Jr., however, as much as, I, like I said, I love the man, and I do love Ray Jr., and I've been a Ray Jr. fan for a long time, I think it's time for Ray, you Ray, to hang it up. Seriously, just hang it up. You've done nothing in the last few years since you've come back. You, you're just, you lost more than a step. You're not the same wrestler you were 10 years ago. You're in your mid-40s now. It's time for you to just say, it's time for me to go. Just get me out of wrestling, whether it be put me in as like a trainer, maybe put me as an agent, help put me as an announcer. I don't care. Do something else right now with the man except to continue to bury him like you're doing week after week. Speaking of buried, however, a good interview by Charlie interviewing the Good Brothers and AJ Styles was very interesting here. But alas, we'll talk about that shortly. From there, we go to Cesaro versus one of the biggest jokes of the WWE. Yes, folks, none other than No Way Jose. And what happens? Oh, yes, the Swiss cyborg Superman, if you will, made short work of that stupid little Rosebud, a.k.a. Adam Rose wannabe reject, if you will, by squashing him inside of a minute and a quarter, less than a minute and a half. Here's the thing about that involving Cesaro and No Way Jose. I'm going to have a little rant about these two. First off, again, Cesaro has done nothing, 
nothing since breaking up with Sheamus, and yet you are just absolutely wasting him by the week, Howard, even though you're going to have him face Aleister Black this Sunday at Extreme Rules, and I hope that is a good match. At least they hopefully deliver a pretty good match. As far as No Way Jose and his stupid Rosebug rejects, Howard, get this little rancid piece of roach, Howard, off rat for this rancid roach off my television. This guy is an absolute waste of space. He should have stayed in NXT doing his stick, Howard. But no, he figures how after Adam Rose left, Howard, he should be called up by Vince McMahon and be the new Rosebud, however, of the WWE and have the fans dancing and uh, doing his conga shimmy shake dance all over the ringside area and in the stands. Are they doing it? No, they're not doing it. Because you know why? Because he's an absolute piece of... Uh, I need another good R word. Oh yeah, not Ranson and Roach. He's nothing more than a rotten rustler. Okay? He's rotten. He can't talk. He can't wrestle. He can't even dance right. So Vince, here's the thing about that. Send the man back down to NXT with his rejects. And don't bring him back up anytime soon. Seriously. You're just absolutely wasting him more and more. Speaking of which, uh, let's talk about probably one of the stupidest things of the night. Yes, folks, I'm talking about the red-headed little uh, moron, if you will, Maria Canellis Bennett. And what happens this week? Oh, yes, Maria talks more about how or what happened last week. But who shows up? Oh, yes, none other than her so-called miracle husband, if you will, none other than Mr. Mike Bennett. And what happens, however, oh yes, once again, Maria, the red-headed little, uh, let's just say, um, I need another good R word to describe Maria, besides... Uh, Maria, the little cunt. No, 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 R word, I said R, not C word, R. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, yeah, the ridiculous Bennett Kent, yeah, Canales, thank you. Thank you. Ridiculous. Shows once again how ridiculous she is by basically degrading her husband, however, because apparently, however, she had a craving for pickles and ice cream, however. But before that, he decides to apologize for what happened last week and give her flowers, and it looked like she was ready to forgive him. But no. Unfortunately, Maria showed her true red-headed colors and red-headed temper here because she is nothing more than an absolute uh, little... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think another good R word. Oh, yeah. She basically pulled the rug out from underneath us, however, and found a way to degrade her husband again. So, yeah, let's have ridiculous Maria Canales Bennett once again find a way to be nothing more than a redheaded little bitch, however, and totally rat and basically rip into her husband and show how much of a husband, how much, uh, which, how much. Of what she really thinks of her husband. Yeah, let's continue to have this stupid storyline between these two guys shoved down our freaking throat again. Great move, WWE. Way to think on your feet. Then we go to a beat the clock match involving, of course, Bailey taking on Sarah Logan, the Viking girl herself, while Alexa Bliss's new buddy, if you will, yes, folks, coming out to play, if you will, none other than. Nikki, Catgirl Cross, however, taking on Dana, Little Bimbo Brook, if you will. Little Bimbo Brook, if you will. And what happens? Well, first off, B- 
Bailey, the huggable one, ends up beating the Viking girl, Sarah Logan, in less than five minutes, however. And it looks like she's sitting in the driver's seat because the winner of this uh, beat-the-clock match, however, whoever gets the fastest time of their opponents, gets to pick the stipulation of their choosing extreme rules. Uh, I will say this, Sarah, for the first time in quite some time, being on Raw was a little surprising. I will admit that, however, and it was good to see her back on Raw. Unfortunately, however, she should have won this match rather than Bailey. But no, they had to give it to the huggable little one herself, baby Bailey herself, if you will. Then afterward, however, we see Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss's uh, little uh, cat girl, if you will, or should I say, Alexa Bliss's little uh, clown basically, because that's all she's using her for right now, is to be her little clown sidekick, if you will. Beat, of course, none other than that so-called muscle-bound little blonde bimbo herself, Dana Brooke. But unfortunately, however, there was a catch here. And you're asking, where is the catch in this, all this? Where is your, uh, where is the catch in all of this, however? Well, I'll tell you what the catch is, however. Unfortunately, however, Alexa wasn't there apparently last night because according to Nikki quote Nikki she was sick and she couldn't be at the show last night yeah Mm -hmm. I'm so freaking sure she was sick last night they just didn't put her on TV because they didn't want to have that stupid arrogant little blonde ass bitch on television continue to run her little stupid little uh, little mouth if you will however find a way to degrade everyone so, unfortunately, now, apparently, we see, however, that coming up this Sunday, however, we're going to have a two-on-one handicap match, however, that has been announced by Nikki. And as a result, it will be Nikki Cross and Alexa taking on Bailey in a two-on-one handicap match, if you will, however. Oh, goody. Let's see what we're going to see this week, however, with that whole thing. Even though there has been talk, however, originally, however, that Bailey might have a partner of her choosing, however, might, maybe might have someone back her up in her corner. The question is now, who will that be? Who will that be, I wonder? Oh, yeah, I know who it is, and we all know who it's going to be. Yes, folks, none other than Bailey, Bailey's little buddy, if you will. Yes, folks, Sasha the Bully Banks making her return back in the WWE for the first time in three months. Basically, after sitting at home, acting like a cross little child, if you will, however, to defend her buddy, if you will, however, against the big bad bullies of Alexa, the bimbo-ass bitch Bliss, and Nikki, cat girl cross, however. Oh, goody, I'm so excited to see the boss and hug duo back together again. <laughs> then we go to the Viking Raiders taking on two jobbers. And that was done in short order. All I can say to that is, Vince, you better start seeing what probably one of your better teams is right now in the WWE. It's definitely not freaking Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Hell, it's not even Gallows and Anderson, the Good Brothers. And it's not even the Usos or the Revival. It's these guys. And I hope you see in your stupid, arrogant, narcissistic uh, ways how you give these guys a fair shake. Because, I mean, look what they did in NXT. And look what they've done so far up on the main roster. Yes, they haven't taken on many big names yet, Howard, but look what they did down in NXT for a while when they were down in NXT. They dominated. Look what they've done so far since they've gone to the main roster, even though they haven't faced any big names yet, Howard. They continue to dominate. So, Vince, here's the thing about this. 
Viking Raiders involving Eric and Ivar or Hanson and Rowe, whatever you want to call them, Howard. Start giving these guys better competition to fight because if you don't, Howard, it's going to be your stupid Eric and loss and you're going to lose these guys to possibly either AEW or possibly New Japan. So you better get your shit together on that. Speaking of New Japan, let's talk about the Good Brothers and AJ Styles taking on Ricochet, a.k.a. Ricochet. Ricochet ends up beating good old Doc Gallus first, however, then he beats Carl Anderson, however, but then AJ Styles, of course, decided to take a cheap shot, however, mind you, however, after this was all said and done, and it looked like we're going to see these two go at it for the third time in three weeks. But no, unfortunately, however, that wasn't the case, however, and as a result, Styles, of course, however, and his goon squad, if you will, of Gallus and Anderson, told Ricochet, Howard, if he knows what's good for him, stay down. But Ricochet apparently did not listen. So, my question is, what is going to happen this Sunday when we see, of course, the good brothers, I'm sure, backing up their good brother, AJ Styles, taking on Ricochet, Howard, happen? Oh, we'll probably see AJ Styles win the U.S. title over Ricochet, more than likely, because apparently that arrogant little millionaire, moronic, uh, billionaire uh, bitch boy Vince McMahon, however, being the racist bigot that he is, will probably want to strip the title off of Ricochet quickly and give it to AJ Styles because apparently, however, he thinks it'll be the right call to make, however, and not keep Ricochet's champion as far as the U.S. title goes. Great thinking, Vince. You have a guy win the U.S. title against Samoa Joe, what was it, not even a couple weeks ago, however, at Stomping Grounds, one of the worst pay-per-views of the year. And then what are you doing three weeks later? Oh, yeah, you're going to give it to AJ Styles, however, because apparently, how you might probably don't have any confidence along with your stupid-ass, dumb-ass writing team, however, by keeping Ricochet the U.S. champion. Way to go, you stupid, moronic little um, uh, meatball. No, actually, not meatball. More like a moronic uh, meathead. Meat, meathead, meathead. Well, just use meathead, but I, I have another word besides that. Then we go to the main event. Oh, but before we do that, however, let's talk about what happened earlier in the evening. Yes, folks, we had the so-called best in the world. Yes, folks. Vince's little soldier boy himself, none other than shithead Shane McMahon and his little bodyguard boyfriend, if you will, Drew the Dragon Slayer dick sucker McIntyre, however, getting ready for a handicap match taking on Roman Reigns. But before we did that, however, Shane decides to ask people in the arena, however, to find, he said he's trying to find a partner to have Roman, to have someone to team up with Roman. He asked the beer guy, he asked the janitor, Heck, he asked even the trash man. And they all say no, however, although the one guy, the janitor, says yes, however. And what is his name? Oh, yes, however. It turns out to be one of the stupidest, if not one of the most idiotic names of the year by far, Gary the Goat Garbutt. Gee, I wonder, however, mind you, if Vince got his old jollies off on that, however, when he decided to introduce this guy, however, on television last night. Well, as a result, we see Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre take on Roman in this so-called janitor, Gary Garbutt. As a result, Shane and Drew end up winning, however. But alas, however, it turns out that the janitor was not in the match. Or so we thought it was. In the, we thought she was going to be in the match. But it wasn't. Who was it, you ask? Oh, yes. 
It was 205 Live superstar and former WWE Cruiserweight champion, Cedric. Basically, I am totally um, not getting any TV time. All for nothing, Alexander. As a result, however, Rain stands next to Alexander and draws at Shane and McDonald, however, and has a little bit of a surprise, but yet a smile across his face, and I was wondering what that was all about. But what happens, however, even though, yes, Shane, you and Drew, your little boyfriend, got the last laugh on Roman, however, I guess, how at the end of the night, however, it just goes to show you once again how much of a total macho shithead you are, along with your boyfriend, none other than Drew the Dragon Slayer, Dick Sucker, Mac, and moron. Not moron, uh, Muppet McIntyre. Because you have to have Drew McIntyre basically, however, your beck and call, and you're pulling all of his strings like your daddy, Vince McMahon, the million dollar racist bigoted piece of shit. So, yeah, here's where I'm going to go off a little bit on this before I close up shop here for the evening, however. Let's just say, how long did that match go? You're asking myself, you're asking me right now, how long did that match go? How long did that match go? I'll tell you how long the match went. It went two freaking minutes. Way to go, Vince. Yeah, let's put a stupid tag team affair, Howard, and go only two minutes with it, Howard, with your stupid moron son and his boyfriend, Drew McIntyre, taking on, uh, of course, The Rock's cousin, and then Cedric Alexander, but before they have this stupid janitor come out, and then, of course, be replaced by Cedric Alexander, and it goes only two minutes. So, Vince, did you get extreme this week? Did you get your enjoyment this week of Raw, Howard? I know I certainly didn't. And once again, it just goes to show you that Raw continues to go way, way, way down in the old crapper, if you will, like a pile of excrement, if you ask me, waiting to flush out into the river. So, Vince, here's where I'm going to go off, and I'm going to have a lot more to say about this, obviously, tomorrow night, as well as as far as SmackDown goes. You think you're going to have a pretty good, enjoyable show on Sunday in Philadelphia? Ha, I say. Ha, and I'll tell you why. Because right now you're not even selling out the show. You're not even selling out next Monday in Long Island. So, Vince, I hope you realize right now how you continue to put on stale, dumb-ass, boring television, however, and just absolutely, just absolutely enjoy getting your joys off, however, by basically enjoying to make everyone's life a living hell. Because guess what, however? AEW, as Danny says every week, however, Friday night, and I'm going to keep on saying it like Danny will too, however, cannot come fast enough. And when it comes, Vince, it's going to show you once and for all what a stupid little uh, piece of crap you really are. So on a scale of 1 to 10, I give Raw a negative 0. Actually, a negative... I mean, I have no rating to give it except a 0 out of 10. This was absolutely a waste of time, if you ask me. And I hope you realize, Vince, Howard, that you're going to be in big trouble this weekend. Because Extreme Rules is not going to be a great show, I feel. Well, J.D., thank you very much. And those true words, once again, have, have never been said. Of course, uh, we thank you very much for the Raw edition of the WWUS Icebreaker edition for Monday Night, for last night's Monday Night Raw. One little story I just read here off, of course, the app for our, one of my local TV stations down here reports that uh, apparently Trump's got something going on called a Salute to America. I don't know if that was something they did during the 4th of July or not. I'm not sure what that was. But apparently the Pentagon made an announcement that it cost $1.2 million. So whatever. Yeah. So, uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, so of course, our, uh, two pay, our two pay wearing president, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like I said, uh, 
$1.2 million price tag for the Salute to America. Uh, and well, let me see, John, uh, of course, uh, of course, John has, of course, uh, John Dern, of course, JD's icebreaker, of course, has a lot of stuff he does say, says as well. Um, and, and John, I think we pretty much know the whole shebang there. So forgive me if I don't, if I don't repeat what you have said here tonight, but, uh, <clears throat> but, uh, but we all sympathize 100% with that, um, with what you said right there. And, uh, I guess we can, I guess we can, I guess we can do that here as far as, uh, um, let me see if I can find it here. Oh, I can't type with a door open. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Well, I can't find the one that I really want to use. So, uh, but of course, I'll just can't find my key in my bunhole. <laughs> okay, well, here's oh, and the, I do, and I and I and I, and I, and I do have some sad news to report just now. I just heard this moments ago, thanks to my one friend. Then you can, yeah. Sorry. Okay, there you go. Sir. All right, John, there you go. J.D., I'm sorry, you were saying. Okay. Uh, you, you were going to say something. Go ahead. Well, I already did it. I already oh, you did, did Okay. It. Uh, I do want to report this, and this is from KTLA, uh, according to reports in Los Angeles. I just heard this moments ago, however, and I will be posting this. Uh, we have heard reports, however, according to reports, however, that Rip Torn, the famed actor, however, who was, of course, on the Larry uh, Sanders show and who also was in the Dodgeball movie as well, apparently passed away tonight, however, at the age of 88. So our oh. thoughts and prayers are with uh, Rip Torn's friends and family, certainly. He plays, I think, Scully in Summerino with John Candy back in the 80s. Yes, I just watched that. I just watched, yes, I just watched that. Uh, Actually, I watched a little bit of that yes, uh, Sunday, actually, believe it or not. So, uh, yes, Captain Scully, uh, we salute you, sir. And also, of course, if you remember, he was in, I believe, the first Men in Black, if I'm not too much mistaken. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he was. And uh, like I said, uh, he did a lot of movies and TV, however, and uh, one, one, a very funny guy, very, very unique, humble guy. And uh, certainly our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Mr. Torrance's family and friends tonight. Thank you very much, there, JD. Uh, John is reporting that he has nothing else he has to add, but he said there's a possibility that he may not be able to join us for two two thirds of our shows tomorrow night. So, uh, but he what well, he will be late coming on to, of course, tomorrow night's edition of Revolution. So, John, we thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much for informing us, of course, and we'll talk at you here, of course, tomorrow night on Revolution here as well. Uh, JD and Fonzie, anything generally you wish to add before we close up shop? Mm. Nah. JD, anything you wish to add? Well, uh, if you thought the icebreaker was good for Raw, however, it's going to be interesting for SmackDown. I'll tell you right now how Extreme Rules going into Sunday is in big, big trouble, I feel. And right now, I think right now WWE better start uh, hoping right now they. But now at this point, how are they keep their ship afloat before summer's over? Because right now, more and more, it is sinking harder and harder by the day. 
Thank you very much, here, JD. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I do thank everyone for joining us here tonight for episode 694 of WWS Revolution. And tonight, course, I actually I, have a pretty good theme we're going to like, actually. However, so I'm going to uh, think that up right now. Well, thank you there, JD. Appreciate that. I do uh, definitely, as always, thank the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. Uh, we, of course, apologize once again to Fonzie for, of course, what happened here earlier tonight. We thought we lost it for the night, but apparently it uh, must have been probably a technical glitch, possibly on Talk Shoes part, and we'll definitely be checking that out and make sure that we don't we don't lose anyone else off this show here again. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, also, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, did join us earlier on our live video feed from WWS Fan Empire, and I do thank her for popping on here as well tonight. I'm sure she did want to hear, of course, the fact that today was the birthday of one of her favorite wrestlers, Big Daddy, Big Daddy Cool, Big Sexy, whatever you want to call him, of course, the one and only Kevin Nash. Uh, I'm sure now she's going to be probably going to bed with wearing a birthday birthday hat on. Uh, uh, with the, <laughs> uh, uh, helping Mr. Nash celebrate his birthday in a very unique way. So. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will go and mention, of course, that, like I said, on Wolfpack Thursday night and Revolution Friday night, we'll be having getting predictions in for both the AEW show Saturday, uh, AEW's Fight for the Fallen, and also Sunday's Extreme Rules, of course, will be on predictions will be on Friday. I can confirm so far we have five people lined up here for doing the predictions for Fight for the Fallen. That is JD, John, Danny, Ann, and Michelle. And as for Extreme Rules so far, unless, of course, I've missed anybody, I apologize. I So far, uh, Michelle right now is kind of up in the air whether or not she's going to do this one or not. I do have Danny and JD and John. Um, Fonzie, did you say you were going, you were in the predictions for Extreme Rules? Yeah. You were. Okay, I want to make sure. Okay. I thought you did. I want to make sure I was. I know you said you weren't going to do the AEW one. But I know you said, I thought you said, I thought you did say something about the uh, Extreme Rules. So thank you. I said I was that. not, I said, I said I was not uh, doing AEW. I was doing. Uh, That's Extreme Rules. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to make, I wanted to make sure, uh, my, my apologies there for, uh, for that uh, kind of, uh, it kind of, Escape me there. I want to make sure that with two of them going on this weekend, two wrestling events going on this weekend, I want to make sure that I had my facts straight. Uh, now, to my understanding here, unless any more matches get added on before these events take place, Fight for the Fallen, I think, is supposed to have just six matches and extreme rules. I, 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 know, I know that, uh, yeah, I'll check on that real quick while we're uh, like I said, uh, I believe. Yeah, let me just check on that while we're doing this. Oh, uh, uh, AEW Fight for the Fallen, I'll tell you right now, has got, I think it's six. Let's see. It is going to be, yes, six matches for Fight for the Fallen. That's correct. And ten, and ten matches Dream for rules. I believe it's now eight, I think. Let me just double check. Okay, we'll double check. Ten. Ten matches, folks. Ten matches for Extreme Rules. Uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, so like I said, I mean, I don't know um, any any thoughts of whether or not that if there will be a match added for either one of these shows before they happen. I mean, highly unlikely, I would think. 
but I mean, uh, I wouldn't think so because I think I think they're just too. Uh, I think the action is pretty much intense. So I mean, so but we'll talk more about that. Like I said, with we'll pack with for the AEW predictions on Thursday, and the Extreme Rules predictions, of course, on Revolution on Friday. Uh, for the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and Heartbreak Kid Fonzie alongside, also with the Black Widow, Michelle, Michelle Lynn Dodds on our live video feed tonight. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening to episode 694 of Revolution. Of course, also don't forget to check out, of course, our eBay store, Perpetual Uniquity, P-E-R-P-U-T-A-L-U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y. Check out all, check out a bunch of almost 300 bargains right there ladies and gentlemen ebay.com forward slash str forward slash perpetual uniquity internet retail for the term uh eternally distinctive individual and also ladies and gentlemen do not forget of course the facebook page uh, bulldog dvd sales facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash bulldog dvd sales more dvds of course will be added on here very very soon uh, and also, there may be a special or two coming up, uh, so I'll have to keep everybody informed of that. And ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and inform you that um, <clears throat> that I will, of course, just so everybody has an idea as to seeing all these DVDs that I have, lit, lit the list I have listed on the page, I am going to take pictures of what I have listed so far. Now, if you may not be able to see all of them because they're all stacked on top of one another, but like I said, it will still at least give you an idea about what I have on hand. So like I said, so if you see something that looks like of interest, and if you have any questions about anything that you see in the picture, uh, in the pictures, please please get back with me and let me know if you're interested. We did actually have another person join that group page today, and it was our good friend, Captain Dave Spiegel. Very so nice. I, and of the Heavy so. Wrestling Federation, and of course, check the Captain Corners podcast. I think Captain Dave will be attending. I don't know if... He will be attending this, though, I think, unless it's our good friend, the Big Diesel, Gregor Kramer, possibly this Saturday, the Evolve show in Philadelphia, or possibly will be at Extreme Rules this Sunday. I'll have to check up on both of those guys to let you know. Okay. okay. And remember, like I said, Bulldog DVD sales will take the bite out of the cost and enjoy your favorite features. So make sure to check that out. And like I said, all DVDs personally inspected. By yours truly, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw. And we can tell you it is now final. The American League did win against the National League tonight, 4-3 to three in the All-Star game. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. Revolution episode 694 is, of course, a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. We'll be back on, of course, here with our Triple Threat Wednesday, starting with Outside the Ropes tomorrow night at 6.30, 141-387-pound. One quick programming note we did, of course, once again, move wrestling revisited to, to uh, Thursday night at 7 o'clock due to a, a minor uh, a minor commitment that came up at the last moment. At the, well, it came up at the last moment, yes. But like I said, 139-926-pound. It will be on before Wolfpack, of course, Thursday night at 7 o'clock. 139-926-pound. Be sure to check that out as well. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between, this is the WWUS Radio Network. And now I think the Iceman, Jerry DiGiromo, has a, a very special closing theme for this evening. <laughs> 
Please proceed. We usually play this one, but this is a good one. I think everyone's going to like, so hope you guys enjoy it. Mm-hmm. 